Hi guys, thanks for joining me here on the show today. You're listening to Understanding Dyslexia. Today we are joined by two very special guests, a mother and daughter called India and Anna. Anna, India's mother, got in touch with me a couple of weeks ago over Facebook. Anna had just found my podcast about understanding dyslexia and had a couple of questions about any tips or tricks that could be helpful to teach dyslexic children at home during a global pandemic. This is how a lovely conversation started between the two of us and I invited them on the show. So tune in to find out more about how India and Anna are coping during these tough times in 2021. Hi guys, so lovely to have you with us today or with me today rather um so here we have india and anna um india is remind me you are 11 years old india is that correct and anna her mother who is with us as well um so india i'd love to know what your what your dyslexia story is what was your when did you find out so i found out at age i think you seven seven I found out, and um, I was very clever when I was little, um, and I really got vocabulary uh, everybody said I had. And when I got into reception, I started to struggle, and everybody thought I'd do really well at school, they thought I'd be very clever, but when I got there, I started to struggle. And they just left it until I was in year one and two, and that's when I started to struggle even more. But they thought I'd wait to get attested into juniors, so when I got into juniors, one of our teachers um, got somebody to come in and to get me tested. I didn't know that I was getting tested. I just looked very fancy. I looked like I was going to have my photo taken at school. So that gave me a bit of um, a weird feeling. So I went in. I thought it was just a test. And then when I came out, um, my mum pretended that she didn't even know mm. I'd have this test. <laughs> I knew. And... Um, a couple of days later, I um, got the test results back and I had dyslexia. But the school didn't want to tell me because he thought I'd use it as an excuse. Oh, wow. But my mum wanted to tell me, so yeah. she told me. But um, the school are now really supportive about it and uh, don't mind me knowing and everything. And all my friends are too. And um, so uh, my mum told me, and the way that she told me was she got loads of pictures of like celebrities that have it. And told me that I had their sparkle too. Aww. And, um, now school's so much easier, um, and I get a lot of help. So, and um, yeah, it's really nice. What What kind of help do you get from school? What do they? So do I, I get taken out for private lessons. Okay. And I do lots of different lessons that will just help. Amazing. No, that's amazing. It's so refreshing to hear someone so young speak so like like yep that's what it is and like I'm happy about it you know what I mean it's really honestly it's amazing well done you good for you um what um do you do you like school then would you say I love school I love all my friends I love all my teachers and um the only thing I don't like is really the work because it, I just, I like it maths when it's okay, easy. 
I like art and PE, but I'm not very good at art. Um, but then all the other subjects, I'm okay with history. But then most of the other subjects I don't really like. Mm. I just struggle with. But I love playtime, yeah. lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know, because um, quite similar to to me when I was probably about your age, the the his it's interesting with history because. History is a subject that has a lot of content and a lot of, um, like, a really heavy, especially type written content, content. But because it has context, because you're being told about a story or about something that happened, you're literally being put right in the, you know, in the midst of it. And it's, uh, it's really interesting how dyslexic children and people relate, can actually you can deal with that information because you understand it because it's being told in the form of a story. Whereas learning like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, boring mathsy or like Englishy stuff is not necessary. If you haven't got any context, it's much harder to learn. Yeah. It's a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. But, but like good for you that you can, you know, that, that you like that stuff and that, and, and with the art thing, no one's not good at art. I was, no, honestly, I was, I mean, I don't like using negative words, but I was rubbish. Like, I couldn't draw to save my life. And, like, look at me now. I'm, you know, everyone can learn. Everyone can learn how to, how to do something, definitely. So don't give up. If you like it, carry on doing art. Even if you okay. think it's not very good, just carry on doing it. And then keep the stuff that you think is not very good. And then if in a few years, if you carry on doing it, look back at it and you'll see. You'll think, oh, my God. The progression. My art teacher always said that to me, actually. One of my very first art teachers always said that to me. And I always, still to this day, I always keep the first version of any piece of work I ever did to look back and think how far I've come. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, do you feel confident being at school? Very confident. Yeah, I, like I see that. <laughs> um, not in a rude way. No. Um, no. I just... Um, I don't talk about anybody it's like my own way with things at home definitely but at school I'm I'm very confident yeah would you would you say even in lessons where you're not where you don't necessarily understand or you don't like what's the lesson or you don't understand the lessons you say you still have that confidence I still have confidence yeah but um I don't have as much trust in myself because I get most of my work wrong when I don't understand things. Of course, that kind of makes sense though. But do you feel like that if you, when you do trust yourself, that's when you get the work wrong and then you lose trust in yourself because you got it wrong and because you trusted yourself? Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so what is the um, the Zoom, the Zoom classroom like? What's what's this new new age of teaching? What's what's yeah. yours like? Because I know what mine's well, like. Well, um, I find it quite hard because there's thirty five of us all on Zoom. Wow. And can't do like you can't like really talk to you one on one. The actually to wait at the end. So like, if you don't understand it, you do wait at the end. Um, but um, I don't always understand it, so my mum has to help with 
me with that sort of thing. But I do have one-on-one Zooms. I think okay. there's three others with me on that Zoom. Well, there's two others on that Zoom with me. And then, um, yeah, that's really fun because we do, like, information texts and that sort of thing. That's really interesting. So do you have those those small group Zooms or those other um, pupils dyslexic as well? No. Oh, I, right. I'm the only person in the school with dyslexia. Yeah. Not in your class. Oh, wow, that's yeah. quite unusual, you know. Yeah. Because one in ten. It's statistic. <laughs> so technically yeah. there should be two others. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. There's some undiagnosed out there as well. I mean, yeah. at that age, it's, it's it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon at all. It's good, actually. It's it's very very good that um, you you knew when you were so young because, in a sense, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never seen yourself as, or you don't know you know yourself as a, as dyslexic. Yeah. 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 See, whereas most of my life, I just, just thought I was a bit slow. Like, do you know what I mean? I, which, but I think it's a good thing to know. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons I was felt quite strongly that I wanted her to know because I listened to somebody talking about it and this girl said, you know, I just sat in class for ages thinking that I was thick and I didn't understand it. And, and I thought, I don't want to sit in there thinking that because she's bright. Mm. Um, so I'd rather just know that she's just going to have to learn in a slightly different way mm, mm. Um, rather than knocking her confidence in, mm. in any way. But honestly, I can't praise that enough. That is absolutely 110% the perfect thing to have done. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's not... I really wish, you know, I wish someone had said the same bloody thing about me. You know what I mean? I, I wish someone had said, oh, she's a bright kid, but she can't do basic math. You know, like, there's, there's something wrong. But we always just thought... Because I was never that bad. It was never like I was... Because I never caused any trouble at school. I was always very polite and nice to my teachers. My teachers said lovely things about me. They always said the nicest things about me. I had the really nice comments, you know, in the comment section of your report. My comments were out of this world. The teachers loved me, but then my grades were terrible. My grades were terrible. And teachers would go, I just don't really... She's a nice kid. Just don't really. She needs to work harder. I used to be told that all the time. She needs to work a little bit harder. But anyway, um, what do you want to do when you leave school, India? Well, when I leave uni, I'd like to go to an acting uni. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say I see yeah. you as um as I a want little to be actress. actress. All right. Lockdown. I've actually, I actually really want to sell makeup. Um. <laughs> I love doing my makeup, um, but I just got quite a lot of it. I've done mine today, but um, yeah. Um, wow. So I just love doing makeup, and I really want to sell it, and I'd love to do um, other people's makeup in the future. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have to say, like, you'd like to do actresses' makeup yeah. you as well. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I couldn't do makeup at your age. I think I've just... <laughs> I think I've just learned it's amazing, you know, kids these days. It's like yeah. with the YouTube tutorials and the Instagram, it's like they know how to do 
yeah and it's you know at that age you're such a sponge that everything kind of goes right in and never yeah. leaves it's amazing think, yeah because she can talk so much as well mm-hmm. when she does your makeup she's talking to you like she's a Artist, yeah, you? And, proper uh, little professional. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach while she's doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, though. It's it's a true skill. You see, you say you're not good at art, but makeup is painting on someone's face. Yeah. That's all it is. I promise you. That's you're literally. It's just art in a different. You're just changing. You're not going three dimensional. You're going flat. Yeah. It's true, though. That's- Maybe you should yeah. try painting with makeup. See what yeah. happens. With, the, with the makeup that you're not too much of a big fan of, though. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to I get a lot of practice at the pantomime because I'm in the pantomime. Oh, so I do wow. That's amazing. I love pantomimes. Has that, all, has that all stopped right now, though? Presumably, yeah. Yeah. We're oh, supposed to do one in at Christmas. January. Oh. Going into got cancelled oh well darling it all <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know i don't wanna it will come back we, we, we will we will live again definitely definitely Life will get normal. it has to you know because like yeah, it, it can't just stay like this i mean you know i'm in my 20s like i can't just waste it away yeah. <laughs> i've been yeah we've been um, with my friends who's been a whole kind of been getting a bit like because we saw that thing what did they say three years anyway i don't want to talk about covid right now um <laughs> question for question for mom what's what's it been like a uh, homeschool in india how's that been well i think it would be okay if it was just india but i've got yasmin who's seven um who doesn't always listen really uh she tries but she doesn't always <laughs> listen and then i've got zai who's nearly two who can empty my kitchen than you know anything on earth so poor India like she said she'll be in a class of like over 30 mm. and her teacher is amazing he's yeah, brilliant he's and you know he yeah, was the one that diagnosed nice. that got the test and everything so I, you know he's brilliant and um, but when sometimes I listen, and I know it's kind of going over into his head um, and maybe she doesn't she just said she's comfortable maybe she doesn't have the confidence to put her hand yeah. up and say I don't really understand mm. it and because I've got the other two in the background it's not always that easy for me to be able to concentrate and absorb everything that she's got to do and mm. um, so then you know it's also difficult as well for me to then go back after and explain everything yeah. to her when I'm trying to homeschool someone else and chase a baby around as well yeah. um, so I did get in touch with the school on the second day of this lockdown actually and I you know, just said it's not really fair on India because she's not really getting the interventions that she had beforehand and I'm not really in a place to be able to How? get that contention yeah. and go everything that I should be able to if I didn't have the other two in the background and they were great within like the next day I think it was came back um, to be I think you said on the Tuesday was and then on the Friday, I did my first Yeah, so the teaching assistant had got in touch, and, and as India said. Yeah, no, can you, sorry, can you, uh, India, I can't, I've you've dropped out of it again, darling. Ever. Um, yeah. My teaching assistant is really nice. That's amazing. No, 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 that it's, it's, 
this is so good that you're getting that you're you're both kind of getting that support and honestly Anna I just want to say like well done man like you know it's it's really it must be so tough I've been thinking about how tough my mom literally said to me you know what she said to me she said you know what thank god you lot weren't kids when this was going I said I could have she said I could have never done it she said she said there's no way the homeschooling us she said that because she would have been working as well she said there's no way thank god and anyone that's doing it now is an absolute hero honestly it's it's just I wouldn't say it's always calm I definitely wouldn't say it's always calm is it but we'll get through it (laughs) of course not say again I can't hear her she that. said she's got two, two amazing teaching assistants that help her. And the type of work that they do with her, like was it yesterday or the day before they were looking at emails and yeah. um, getting the information from emails. And I really feel like that's really good life mm. skills because that is what she's going to need in the future. 100%. Whereas, like, other bits of the work, such as like learning about Shakespeare and things like that. You know, some kids will absolutely love that. But for India... She probably just needs to be back at the basics and learn what are going to be life skills moving on. I really can't imagine India using Shakespeare in the future, whereas and understanding won't. emails... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, a couple, we've, we've tried to do a few of extra, extra things. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Because, like, the simple word um, helped me a lot more than, like, Big words to be spelled. Mm. I don't know about you, but Indy can learn her spellings, but then just can't remember them at all after. No, I don't know if I could ever learn them either. I mean, honestly, I still spell my my um my dyslexia report actually used the term unreliable spelling, and I think it's a perfect way to describe my spelling, and it's yeah. still that way. And honestly. When you grow up, especially now, there's going to be laptops and, and and you can just type in a word and then the laptop will come up with the right answer. That's kind of, I really, I mean, obviously I would encourage learning how to spell the very basic words, but the complicated ones that you can't remember. I always think I wasted a lot of time trying to drill information in my brain that is just, there's no point and it's actually really painful as a dyslexic person, because everyone is saying, well, that's the way that it is. And, and, you know, people are always telling you, that's not the way you spell that. And, you know, it's an IE. I can't spell friends. I can't spell people. I can't, there's loads of words. I, like, there's, I, I will never really be, I, I always get it wrong. I always get the letters wrong. I always, and I'll still, I always will. It's not, I think we should normalize bad spelling. Hold on, I just want to turn the light on because I'm getting quite dark. But yeah, no, I think the spelling thing is, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there will always be... I think be... like we said before, isn't it? We said that computers will do all that for you of now, course. won't they? So you're spelling and that kind of thing. And moving more so into, into the future, computers will do even more, but what they'll never, ever be able to do is that creativity that dyslexia people have got. They'll never ever be able to mimic or take over that. So mm. I think that's a real advantage, isn't it, being dyslexic? That For sure. Technology is far less likely to overtake your brain than maybe the people that 
I'm wonderful at English and No, agreed. I, I agree with you 100%. That leads on nicely to uh, the question for India. India, do you know of any um any of the superpowers of dyslexia? Yeah. Oh, go on, tell me. Because I didn't yeah. know any of these until a little while ago. So I'd be very impressed if you know them all. So, all. Uh, we've got an amazing um, natural memory, yeah. but not in spelling. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And um, they've got, they're very creative. Um, my mum always tells me um, most of them have a little sparkle in them. Oh, that's true. It's 100% true. There's all kinds of things like uh, holistic thinking as well, which is kind of seeing, being able to... Um, to understand the situation or, or what's going on from an outsider's point of view and, and from, from a point of view where you understand the whole situation rather than just looking at one aspect of it. So, for example, um, I've been the emotional mediator in my family since I was probably about India's age. Uh, like, I can, I'm very good at kind of saying, well, look, he's annoyed at you because you did this. And then, and then... And then saying, well, this person's annoyed at you because you've done this. And then, and then the person will go, oh, yeah. okay. You know, so people, normal, normal people, tend to have like a tunnel vision and dyslexic people think a lot more, actually. That's kind of what it all boils down to. Dyslexic people are always thinking, always thinking, always thinking. So sometimes if you're looking out of the window or dyslexic kids, for example, I just always used to sit by the window at school because I used to love looking out the window or fiddling or doodling anything like that some dyslexic people literally need to have a moving hand or to have a, a moving brain to actually be able to fully take in and concentrate on on what what's being asked from them um what's it? i'm getting these little fidget toys to stop me from doing it so they're like all different things just to like make my hands feel like they've got something in them. Mm, yeah, no, it's true, though. All of that kind of stuff is... It's, I mean, the key is really finding what, what works for you. Um, but I think definitely, and I think definitely don't... Um, I think, I mean, you're so aware of it anyway that I wouldn't... I don't even think it will be a problem for you. But if anyone ever says to you, you know, like, you need to work harder or concentrate like this, or just because they have a way that they want you to be very square and the fact of the matter is dyslexic people are very rectangular or whatever other circular, circular I once got told by a supply teacher that my handwriting was horrendous and my spelling was terrible <laughs> and when they didn't even know and all my friends were really supportive about it oh that's good though yeah, that's so good you have supportive friends yeah no that's good and you know what people always will like it's, you know, I had, when I was actually your age, I was 11 or 12, I had a teacher tell me, and in my school, we used to have to read really complicated French books, Victor Hugo at her age, I was reading Victor Hugo's Ridiculous, um, standing up in front of the whole class, you used to have to read two pages of the book, everyone would have their go, and you would have your go, and you would stand up and read it in front of the whole class, and I had a teacher tell me in front of the entire class as I was reading, that she didn't want me to read anymore because I was so bad at reading that she couldn't hear it anymore. She couldn't face hearing my bad reading and that I couldn't read. And you know what? It really put me off reading, which it shouldn't have. I should look back on that and regret it a bit. She will. My, 
my reading sounds good in my head. Yeah, me too. And when I before class, it was really bad. <laughs> really I think, bad. I think I that's the case with yeah. most people, not just dyslexics. Um, we always sound much better in our heads. It's kind of a thing with life. Anything you say always sounds a lot better in your head. Sometimes you say things and think, oh God, that sounded like great animal. in my head. <laughs> I like animal books and um, Tom Gates. Oh. Because the Tom Gates are like, all like swirly everywhere. It's quite a lot easier to read. And with the animal books, I like them, but I don't like reading it. So I just watch David Attenborough at night instead of reading. I love David Attenborough. He's, he's my hero. The pig, he's really good. He's, it's amazing. No, and you know what? Honestly, like, I feel like there's so much stigma around, like, oh, if you read a book, like, you're clever. It's, like, yeah. it really... I, I mean, I, I do enjoy reading sometimes by the beach. Do you know what I mean? But that's about yeah. it. But but it's not it doesn't make you intelligent just because you can read loads of books, you know. It's it's just about if that's not what you like doing in your spare time, then you shouldn't do it just because just because people do just because other people enjoy doing it, you know. There's this whole thing about oh you can't read a book, you can never read a book. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna ask actually, Anna, do you um, cause you know you know dyslexia is hereditary. Yeah. Do, do you think you or or your husband might be dyslexic? Dare well, it's I funny ask that. I mean, there's nobody diagnosed in that in either no, side in with dyslexia. Family. Oh wow! It's like a couple, couple of people that then I think, oh yeah, they have got traits of it, but I've still never been diagnosed. And then I look at myself, and um, I've got a lot of thinking like you. Like I have lots of lots of crazy innovative ideas that maybe other people don't and mm. my mind can run quite wild often um, and I can't remember numbers I'm absolutely I've worked in sales for years and years and I can't remember numbers and I think that there is a form of dyslexia that's a little bit that's number related dyscalculia uh, I've got that as well I have I have both um yeah dyscalculia is, is dyslexia for numbers and it's yeah. um yeah it's it's definitely a thing for sure and it, yeah. it is it is a form of dyslexia so it, it means that you could have that and then have all of the creative and all of that as well as do you know what I mean one kind of doesn't cancel out the other so it's possible it's just I find it interesting because my mom came and did the test with me she actually was in the <laughs> same she was in the same room as me when when we were doing it and she it was really funny, actually. She, um, I've said this on another podcast, but it's fine. I'll tell you again because it's a funny story. She, um, she was sat with me, and it was really early in the morning, and I was, I was really moody. I'm really not a morning person, and I was 16 at the time, so obviously in the midst of teenagerhood, horrible <laughs> child I was being. And we had to go really far. We had to get up really early. Anyway, so I'm sat in this room, and Mum's next to me, and they're asking. And it's a horrible thing during that test. Because they basically try and trick your brain and seeing how bad you are at bad things. Like, how bad are you at doing this? I know you're bad at doing it. I know your brain can't do it. But how bad? How, how much can your brain not do this? It's awful. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sat there. Da, 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 and then my mum is obviously doing the test in her head. And at the end of it, the guy went out to like get the result or whatever. Came back. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and my mum said to me, as the guy was out, she said, oh, she so said, darling, you're not dyslexic. I said, what do you mean? And she said, oh, well, I've been doing all of these questions in my head and I've literally been answering exactly the same answers as you. And then the guy come back in and was like, 
you're dyslexic and I remember I looked at her and I was like well I don't think I'm the only one but um so there you go so it was kind of and and you know she you know has been living her entire life big job single mom do you know what I mean raised two kids she's done amazing things it doesn't it doesn't literally doesn't even mean anything and I obviously I don't think she would get tested but she does now think that she definitely is and we, we've had conversations about it and she thinks that that she is and I think it's always I don't know I, I mean I asked just because I was curious to be honest but um it's interesting to kind of because it is hereditary so that it definitely someone defo has it is. huh a lot of it is being aware of the yeah. traits of things, isn't it? So, yeah, I've only noticed it more, certain little things, just since I've been learning more about yeah. about dyslexia. But, um, yeah, because I've worked in sales for years and years, and I never knew what my sales targets were. I never really knew exactly what my sales were, which is really yeah. bad. And I used to hide it from um, like my managers. But I could tell you exactly what every person in my account was doing. So I knew that I was always, you know, achieved my sales targets but I just couldn't remember the exact figures but, yeah. but I could tell you what everybody was doing <laughs> no that's amazing no and same with my mom she always said that she always said like and she was doing this so she didn't work in sales she worked in marketing but just having yeah. to deal with like budgets for example she was always saying the same thing she's like I added a, a zero on a budget she used to say it's quite embarrassing sometimes she sent an email like oh your budget's 20 grand oh no actually I put a zero on too much it's just two grand you know what I mean it's like it's a bit of an awkward mistake to make but um it's true like and 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 so many people are and I think a lot of people actually go about their normal lives and just kind of have these um coping mechanisms that you put in place for yourself and then you're basically living in a world where you're coping so why would you even question that something was wrong uh, especially with um obviously older generations than me and India because dyslexia is a relatively new it's a relatively new thing it was discovered in, in the 70s it was actually discovered way before that um but it was only really started getting talked about in the 70s so um it's it's pretty recent you know um, I guess there's different <clears throat> challenges today than there were years ago because not particularly in just finding it difficult at the moment around like with texting and things and, and I've only just realised this in the last few weeks um, that maybe the reason she doesn't text as much I saw some of her messages and it was just like hi, hi and I'm like why are you not putting you know put a bit more on there to people sound a bit more friendly than just hi um, and then I do go a little bit deeper and realise that she's a bit conscious of making spelling mistakes mm. on her text messages and I have had a few like this is spelt wrong on them people's text backs but that's, that's I, you know I really to... don't get why people would do that like you're sending them what? a message and, and like correcting you why would people people are so weird people are not... so weird it's like if you said to someone if someone came in and uh, into your house and you said oh sorry can you just walk back out because I didn't really like the way you walked in it's literally it's exactly <laughs> that though because the message is getting across so, yeah. so it's just they don't like the way that you package their message. But the thing is, they knew what it spelled. Of course. But they corrected it. Yeah. So just leave it. Yeah, those people are just trying to, like, be um, know-it-alls. 
That's what yeah. we call them. No, don't mind them. And I like um, a good bit of abbreviation. Yeah. That's the key for me. Just words that you don't know how to spell. Eh? Just take the vowels out. Honestly, abbreviate it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You just literally, if you take the vowels out of a really complicated word, that person will understand something. It's M S M T H G. You know, easy. Thank you. It's all right. It's little things though, because I think the key is that you stay as confident as you would ever want to be, regardless of what. And and it's true that it is little things like texting. I I'm not a big texter. I I, I call people way more because yeah. or, or voice notes. I use voice notes yeah. a lot. So I think there's always, the thing is, there's always a way of kind of getting around these things, especially with the technology that we have today. It's definitely a blessing for us dyslexics, for sure. For sure, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Let me just have a little quick skim at these questions again. Uh, I think we've had most of them. Um, for mum, I've got two more for Anna. Um, we've kind of answered one of them. You kind of answered both of them. I mean, I'll ask it again just just to make sure. I'm pretty sure you answered this. Do you feel like you've had sort of the relevant support um from from school and and stuff like that? Well, you were saying with the teacher's assistant and stuff, they they seem yeah, to be just, quite supportive. Yeah, they have been they have been amazing and really gone above and beyond um to help her. And I said I'm so I'm, ever grateful that they diagnosed it really early mm. um i also do think though within schools it would be useful to have you know a few more options in terms of what they could be learning which is relevant to them so yeah. i would absolutely love to see in schools that would have been at a young age business studies and you know learning what would they do to set up a business and that's something i've been trying to let um india's been and a sister have been making bags for the homeless over the last few weeks, but learning how to cost things out and mm. and use the budget that they've got and then sell the bags to other people. So just to try and teach them a few bit of business skills as well, because being dyslexic, like you said, a lot of people will go on to, that's what they will do is try and have, have their own business. And just to give kids those life skills, I think is a, is a great thing. So that is something that I would love to see. Definitely. Wow, that's amazing. Forty-eight have already gone to them on Thursday, and then I think we've got. I don't Seventy-two, I think it is. Wow, that is incredible! It's amazing, and I think it's really amazing that you're you're teaching her so young, such incredible incredible things. Honestly, it's uh, it's very inspiring, um, and I think it's um, India. You're very lucky. Thank you. And um, and yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, I think she's gonna be just fine with a mum like you. I think honestly, and the school being supportive. I think honestly, you're gonna be just fine. You mm -hmm. really are because I think some people. I I mean I think it's the key. You're obviously a very naturally 
quite confident and and you know very enthusiastic child and i think that's amazing you have um you know happiness of life and i think that's it's it's uh it's incredible and i think that is a key thing with dyslexic people actually uh, in general, it's something I usually ask slightly older people because it's quite a concept to grasp. But you're way more above and beyond mature than any 11-year-old I've ever met. So I'll ask you. Um, I I generally... Um, I, I tend to think that dyslexic people, um, because they've had to deal with being different and, and being... Yeah, just different um, from from such a young age. They tend to be far more empathetic as adults. Um, but um, yeah, well, I see you're nodding away. But yeah, I think. But I can tell though that it's true though. And and honestly, every person I've met, every dyslexic person that I've met, um, and you know, I have a few dyslexic friends, and they really are some of the most empathetic people that I know. Um, just because. They just on top of everything else, they they just understand the the struggle, and I think it actually makes us nicer human beings. Yeah, you definitely, definitely, I can see that empathetic side. You are a very very caring person. Yeah, you? yeah, no, and I think, but that's uh, and it's an amazing thing. You've obviously just managed to have all those amazing um sort of uh, competences that come with dyslexia and it's it's so refreshing to as i said to see someone be so so open and and happy about it it's amazing and i i honestly just wish you all the best and thank you you too and feel free you know if anything if you ever want to talk to me or if you if you if anna you have any problems or whatever you want you know, I don't know, whatever I can do, you know, I, I, I really, this, this, you know, this, I started this whole thing just so there could be a community of people to kind of talk to each other and just be there for each other and kind of understand each other, even if it's, even if I can't actually do something, just, you know, being able Thank to understand you so much. it. And your podcast has already been really, really motivating and inspirational. It was yeah, really comforting to find it at the beginning of homeschooling when mm. I was <laughs> wondering what I was going to do. Um, so yeah. no, thank you. I think it's a great thing you're doing. No, you're welcome. And I'm I'm carrying on this project, hoping to build it into something bigger, maybe a charity or an association or something. I really wanna. It's been amazing. I mean, honestly, I can't tell you how many people have got in touch with me, and and it's really made a difference to them. I've even had people that have listened to my podcast thought they were dyslexic gone to get a diagnosis and it turns out they are like it's incredible like it's I never thought I started it because I just wanted to have a chat like I just I just wanted to have a little chat with people find out what what the deal was but um it's it's amazing and it's thanks to people like you honestly that it can grow and be like this so thanks a lot it's been a really lovely So that marks the end of our 12th episode, guys, on Understanding Dyslexia podcast. I want to say a really warm thank you to anyone listening. And I want to say a really special thank you to Indian Anna for, for participating and for getting in touch. That was a really amazing testimony. I think it's so important to get 
um, everyone's different opinions and, and just different stories and testimonies. So that, that was amazing. And I love having two contributors, the more the merrier, really. Um, so yeah, just another thank you to anyone who's listening. Thanks to India and Anna again. Um, next week is a really exciting one, guys. Next week we have Justine on the show joining us um where we will be talking all things dyslexia and french education actually justine is um is french she's from paris lives between paris and new york um yeah so i'm I'm really really excited about that guys so tune in same time same place i'll see you guys there thanks again bye